This is the reading about the Good Shepherd from the Gospel of John. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. I know I started talking about remembering, but we need to forget the image of the Good Shepherd. At least for a while, because it's been the kind of image that it's been very individualistic and kind of very sort of Jesus, gentle, meek and mild. We often read the 23rd Psalm that way as well. And we've all experienced that kind of comfort. That's part of our faith. We've experienced what it is to be brought to lie down in green pastures and beside cool waters or quiet waters. But I think we need to forget it because it's a very small image and I don't think it's got anything to do with what's going on in the Gospel of John. It's wonderful, but it's kind of restricting and it's very individualistic. We live in a very individualised, atomised society. But when the ancients heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd... They would have heard something huge, something much bigger. For at least 4,000 years prior to the time of Jesus, whenever rulers, princes, pharaohs, empire builders refer to themselves, they frequently refer to themselves as the shepherd of my sheep. Back to at least to the Sumerians, King David referred to himself as the shepherd of the sheep. When they heard Jesus say, I am a shepherd, they heard Jesus making a claim, something much larger than someone who cares for other individuals. Jesus is saying, I am the shepherd. And when he says I am, of course in John's gospel, Jesus and God are so intertwined that they speak for each other. We're told that in the beginning of John's gospel that Jesus and God are of the same essence. So John, Jesus is saying in this text, I am 
God is the shepherd of everyone. It's it's the sort of thing that would they wouldn't need have needed to have explained to them because it becomes part of the the way people talk. It's as if I would say to you something about the web. Today you would most likely think I'm not talking about a spider web, but about the World Wide Web. We, we don't need to explain that. Fifty years ago, if somebody had, had arrived here today and you said, well, they're constantly talking about webs all the time. What are they? Do they not clean their houses or something? What? No, we don't need to explain it. It's just it's the way of the world. This would have been the way people understood the term shepherd. It's as if Jesus said, I am the good king, or I am, in our culture, the good prime minister. Well, changes everything, doesn't it? I am the good... What's wrong with the one we've got? Are you saying you're the good prime minister? That means that one is the bad prime minister? What's going on here? There's something much larger. So what does a good shepherd do? Well, Jesus makes it pretty clear. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A good shepherd inserts himself between those he cares for and the danger. And good is translated, is a very clear translation here. It's not good in a moral sense. It's good in a functional sense. So Jesus is saying, I am the functional shepherd. I'm the one who just works like a shepherd should. A shepherd should insert himself between the sheep and the and danger, and that's what I do. It's not about morality. It's like having a good car. My car is good at the moment. It hasn't broken down. But it's not good in any morals. It's just a, just works. I've got some good tools and I've got some rubbish tools. You know, that's the way things are. Of course, we understand this putting yourself between people in danger because we have had this done for us. Hopefully, this was done for us and not for all of us. But hopefully this is done for us by those whose care we were in. Perhaps our parents or our grandparents or someone else who cared for us. And we, if we've had children or people in our care, we've done the same thing. It's not that complicated. It's good functioning. But why does Jesus say he's the good shepherd? Why doesn't he just say, God is the shepherd, I am the shepherd, this is the way the world is? Because he contrasts goodness, functionality, with hired hands. Because they don't shepherd when it counts. When everything is dangerous, they're not there. When everything is fine, how can you tell the difference between a shepherd and a hired hand? They're all just sitting around keeping an eye on the sheep. Everything's fine. But they're functionally bad. They just don't work. They don't do what they're supposed to do. And again, it's functional. If you've got a tool or a computer or a, a piece of equipment that doesn't work, it's just functionally just doesn't do what it was supposed to do. And remember, in Jesus' time, this was not a conversation to be had over port and cigars. This was the experience of every day. There were at least three groups of people that Jesus had to deal with and the people with him had to deal with on, an, on a regular basis. One, of course, was the Roman Empire, who, whose purpose in life was not to make life wonderful for the people in their care, the purpose in life was to expand the Roman Empire and keep Rome safe 
by making sure the outer areas of the empire were controlled. They subdued by violence. And then there was the Herods who were were kind of uh, controlling and using the people in order to get what they needed out of the world. And all of this comes really clear at the end of Jesus' life in the crucifixion. You know the trial that Jesus has. One minute he's in front of Pilate, the the Roman governor. Next minute he's in front of the, the Sanhedrin. Next minute he's in front of Herod. And they're all jockeying for position. What do they need to do to this person in order for them either to remain safe or to advance their power? Do they need to kill him? Well, some say yes. Do they need to let him go? Herod, uh, uh, um, Pilate says yes, we should let him go. They're all jockeying for power, control. This is the world in which Jesus and his followers lived. So they're not good shepherds. Of course, we could look at the same in our own time. How do we know whether our government is good? Well, it's not a moral question. Not in that sense. And it doesn't matter whether our Prime Minister is a Christian or not a Christian. It matters to him as an individual. But it doesn't matter to us. What matters to us is what he and his government or her and her government will do, actually do. This is what the Hebrew prophets asked. 3,000 years ago, do they oppress the hired workers in their wages? Do they oppress widows and orphans? Do they thrust aside the alien? If they do, you know the rest of it. They are not speaking for or operating out of the goodness of God, nor out of the imprimatur of God. They are bad shepherds. If they fail to do this, they're like the hired hands. doesn't matter what their own individual morality is. It doesn't matter what they say about what they think. It's what they actually do. Jesus' shepherding seems to be completely other than that. It is, first of all, Jesus says he knows his sheep. He knows his followers. He knows how he knows, the way he knows is the way he and God know each other which in John's Gospel is completely intimate, is so interlocked that they are almost seen to be and sometimes talked about in John's Gospel as if they are the same entity. And in fact, that's how the Gospel of John begins, as we said earlier. And that knowing, it's the same word actually that is often translated in the Scriptures for sexual relationships. It's so intimate that they use the same term. That deep knowing And of course, if you are a person of care and concern and you try to see someone and know them deeply, how you then make decisions if you're in a position to do so changes everything, doesn't it? Jesus said, I have other sheep and they're not of this group here. And I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus isn't saying there's other people out there, we have to go and find them. These people are already part of the flock of God. And when you read the holistic nature of John's Gospel, the way it's sort of cosmic in its approach, it's saying all the universe, all the world, 
Jesus says earlier in John, when I am lifted up, and he may be there referring to what he imagines might happen to him. And in John's gospel, Jesus seems to know a lot more about what's going to happen to him than he does in the other gospels. There's this sort of cosmic sense of it. When I'm lifted up, I will draw everyone to me. There'll be one flock and one shepherd. Everyone called into oneness. And you think about what that actually might mean. What what if our governments were to seriously take into account everyone here? Because we didn't do it during the early part of the COVID outbreaks, we've had all kinds of problems. Because we ignored the needs of international students, for example, many of whom we work with here in Hope's Cafe and in the Spire community, some of whom are students on placement with us who we have to feed because they get no government support, they weren't able to get job seeker or job keeper, and many of them had part-time jobs which they were relying on so that they could study and lost them. Some of them are slowly getting them back, some of them. But because the government decided they don't count, the rest of us suffered, as well as them. We know the, the couple of lockdowns that we had because of that. And there are other things, because we haven't cared deeply about each other as if we were the same. That's happened over and over. Because we're willing to pay people who care for aged people so little, we have all kinds of problems in aged care and we've had a Royal Commission to tell us that, which we already knew. Because we don't care for people, we don't care for people. And it's multiplied throughout the community. Jesus saying... The Good Shepherd encompasses everything. It encompasses a world where God is in control, where God is in charge and where we are called to act as if we are one people. I am the Good Shepherd. I insert myself. God inserts God's self between danger and the people. And we live as one community. So there'll be one shepherd and one flock. Amen.